Good morning, good Erev Hanukkah. Tonight, Mirzah Shem will be the first night of Hanukkah. And I'd like to start another group of, um, of Shirim on Halacha. And we'll start, obviously, with the Lachas of Hanukkah. I'm going to work straight out of the Kitzel Shulchan Aruch and go one by one through different various Halachas that are very important to know. So the Kitzel begins with in the very first halacha, a little bit of the history of what Hanukkah is all about. Yechud Hanukkah, Aleph. Bebayis Sheni, the second base HaMikdash, Shemalcha Malchus Yavan, when the kingdom of Yavan ruled. That's an important point there. Hanukkah happened in the second base HaMikdash. Between uh, Hanukkah and Purim, which one came first? Actually, Purim was the one that came first. Purim was the just before the rebuilding of the second base of Mikdash. Hanukkah happened during the second base of Mikdash. And for many, many years, the Jewish people were ruled by foreign governments, by um, first by the Persians, later it was the Yavonim, or the Greeks. And it's very important to note historically that the Jewish people did not mind it did not bother them. They didn't have this longing for uh, independence, and therefore Hanukkah was there like the Revolutionary War where they gained their independence. It's true, they gained their independence, but that did not bother them. As long as the the non-Jewish controllers of Eretz Yisrael allowed the Yidden to keep their religion and to do their um, life, to keep their lifestyle the way it was, no one minded. It was only when they started to make his errors, they started to make trouble, that's when the Bnei Israel rose up, and eventually they did fight them off and gain their independence for some time. So once again, Rabbi Yisheshani in the second base of Mikdash, Yavan, when the kingdom of Yavan, of Greeks, of Greece, um, ruled over them, Gazru Gazerus Al Yisrael, they decreed, decrees against Chal Yisrael, they cancelled their religion, their das, their religion. Though some lasak they not allow them to to be involved with Torah and mitzvahs. and they put out their hands and their money and their daughters, they plundered their property and ruined their lives. And they went into the hechel. they made breaks in the in the mikdash. The Timu is at the Haros, and they made Tomei all the things which are tar. I mean, they took all the oil and smashed them and broke them and made them tar. A couple of important points here. We, um, uh, the, uh, the goal of the Yivanim, they did not actually destroy the Beis HaMikdash. They went into the Beis HaMikdash and they changed the Beis HaMikdash. There's, um, uh, we, we know that when the Chashmanoim, when the Maccabees came and they found the base, they got back to the base of Mikdash, they went in, and we always describe it, they found a mess over there, a mess, and uh, some of the children's coloring books will have pictures of, uh, of uh, bottles, and uh, maybe, uh, uh, if we can imagine our time, like Coke cans, and like they were having, a, like, they made a big mess over there, this garbage over there maybe, it's not necessarily true, they actually wanted to be a beautiful place of worship. But they wanted to change it from worshipping Hashem to worshipping um, other other uh, other deities. So now they came in the basement. Also the fact that they came and they smashed all the oil jars. Also hard to understand. If, if thieves will enter somebody's house 
And the first thing they do is go to the refrigerator and start touching all the oil and the milk in the refrigerator. What, what's the what's the point of that? Why did they see fit to do that? And that's just it. That was their goal, was to get to the to the to the, to the core of what what was important. That was tahara, where we were pure and we were rose above above the goyim, and therefore they went after the um, shemen um, and. There's a story during the World War II where somebody came to a house. They were in the early days of the Holocaust, and the Nazi soldiers were looking for the father to arrest him. Something I forgot to read the story, but the part of the part I remembered was that they, when they walked in, they couldn't find him. They saw a beautiful shas, a, a Talmud, a Gemara sitting, a set of Gemaras on the shelf, and they asked, "What is this?" And they said it was a Talmud. When they heard that. They took it and started to um, tear it apart and, and, and set it on fire and destroy it. Uh, also, very interesting thing, right? If you have somebody you don't like, do you go running into his house and go after his books, after his library? Who cares what he reads? What does that bother you? But the, the, uh, the Nazis also knew from the very top, they were commanded that the Talmud learners, they called it the learners, the Talmud learners, and the Talmud itself is a dangerous thing for the Jewish people to have, and therefore they were after that. They knew very well what they were after. They knew if we could destroy our, um, our Gemaras and our Talmud and our Misora, they can get very far. So likewise, the Yuvanim wanted to destroy the Avod and the Beis Hamikdash, and therefore they made Tomei all of the oil. We'll continue on. And they caused great distress and um, um, trouble to the Bnei Israel. God put tremendous pressure on them. Until the Hashem of our fathers had Rachmanus, had mercy on them, and he saved them from their hands. And he saved, and he brought us Yeshua and Atzala, and he saved them. And the children of the Chashmonoi family, the Kohanim Gedolim, came and they killed them. And they saved the Klai Yisrael from their hand. And afterwards, after the victory, the Chashmonoyim put up a Melech, put a king over the Kohanim. And the kingdom of Yisrael returned more than 200 years until the second Chorban, second Beis was destroyed. So as you just said, they won the Chashmonoim, the family of Matas Yo, Yehuda Maccabee, won and, and was able to drive out the enemies, the Yuvanim, from the Hechel, from the, uh, from the Hechel, from the Eretz Yisrael. And um, this was not a, uh, a short process. It was actually it was a 30-year war, and it was only in the fifth year of the struggle that they got back to Beis HaMikdash. So they had a long way to go still, but when it was finally over, they made one of the... Um, uh, from the Chashmonoim made himself the king and and the Bnei Israel were able to have independence for another 200 years until the second base of Migdash was destroyed um, another important point was that they made the uh, they made one of themselves the king over the people uh, this was a mistake the, the kingdom was supposed to be handed over to the family of Yehuda from the grandchildren of David Melach and instead it was taken by the Kohanim. And this was wrong, because it said, Lo Yosu Shevet Mi Yehuda, Yaakov Vino said that the 
the shevet, the rod, the, the royal scepter should never leave Yehuda's family, um, and they were not supposed to do this. They say that was the reason why, eventually, all of the family of the Hashemunayim were killed out. There was a, a wicked king by the name of Hordus, who uh, was sort of Jewish, and eventually he had a part in it, that eventually there was no remaining member of the entire family. One by one, each of the five Hashemunayim brothers, um, Yehuda, Yonason, Yochanan, Shimon, and Elazar, all did not die natural deaths. They died in war. And they... Uh, they would, and eventually for all the descendants there was no one left from that family because of this mistake that they made themselves the kings. Uh, also it said that the fact that the Gemara, if you look through Shas, uh, um, the Yom Tov Purim had the whole Masechna called Masechna Megillah. Chanukah on the other hand is almost missing. It's a very small sugya in Masechna Shabbos. But for the most part, Hanukkah is not given that much attention in the Gemara. And some say it was because of Behuda and Nasi, who was the Nasi, who was the prince, who was from the family of David and Melech, um, uh, did not do that because of the fact that the Hashemunayim um, took, took away the kingship from his family, from uh, David and Melech, and took it for themselves. That reason sounds a little bit um, like why would we think that Behuda and Nasi would think such things? Perhaps even in his Madrega, he um, um, just did the right thing. He felt that's what, that was the way, way it should be. Another answer given is that the, uh, the why the Gemara does not have any mention, hardly any mention of uh, Hanukkah, is because the non-Jewish people would someday translate the Talmud and the Gemara, and they didn't want to have anything in there that might show about rebellion and about rising up against the Goyim, because it might cause the Goyim to think that we'll also do the same thing to them, and that's why he felt it should be left out. Have a wonderful Hanukkah. Tonight, Mir Shem is the first night of Hanukkah. A Hanukkah, Hanukkah and we should have a beautiful, beautiful Yom Tov. And Mir Shem will continue next time with this.